Chapter 94 Rita sat in the yurt with the others in the same spot she had the night before, with Lorenzo to her left followed by Carl, Wesley, and Jordan, who sat across from her. Cheryl sat to her right, followed by Jack and Don Jose, with Stan completing the circle. Most of them spoke in hushed tones while Stan murmured conversation with Don Jose in Spanish. After four hours of sleep, she felt worn out, like she hadn't slept at all, yet she felt hyper-aware. With the passing of the night, her feelings of certainty about her experiences had faded and she began to doubt the validity of what happened, but her heart felt open, clear, and expanded. She hoped she was finally free of her nightmares. Thought and emotion wrestled inside of her, flip-flopping between the certainty of her heart and the doubt of her mind and she didn't know what to believe, so she put her faith in her heart and clung to the hope she harbored there. She looked around at the others one at a time, wondering what they thought and felt, ending with Lorenzo, whose dilated pupils radiated love. As if reading her thoughts, he smiled and put his arm around her, and they both leaned back as one. Stan nodded to Don Jose and sat up straight, ringing a chime that quieted the group. We're going to do an integration session, Stan said. This part isn't usually done in indigenous traditions, but Westerners have found it useful to share their experiences for more insight both into themselves and others. Please talk as openly about your experiences as you are comfortable with, but say as much or as little as you feel. There's no pressure. What you choose to share or not is up to you. Along with that, if you are so inclined, please share what you may have seen or felt from the others. It's often helpful to them in integrating their own experiences. Sound good? Everyone nodded. But before we do, Stan continued, Don Jose has asked me to thank each and every one of you for being brave and participating in a very powerful session. Don Jose leaned into Stan and said something in Spanish, to which Stan nodded. He also wants me to tell you that this was one of the most powerful sessions he's ever led. He had to work extra hard to keep the container fortified and keep the dark forces at bay. Don Jose nodded and Stan spoke as if he were the one talking. He says he is quite worn out and is very aware of the fact that more darkness was present here in a more concentrated manner than in any other sessions he's ever led, so much so that he felt it as a distinctive dark presence. Don Jose put his hands together in prayer-like fashion and slowly bowed his head. And finally, Stan went on, he urges everyone to continue the diet for at least as long as we were on it before the session and a little longer if possible to allow the effects of the ayahuasca to continue working on your body, mind, and spirit in the coming days, weeks, and months. Muchas gracias, maestro, Lorenzo said. Tambien, Rita added. Everyone applauded and Don Jose put his hands together and bowed his head again. Stan grinned and patted him on the back. Then he held up a rattle. This is the talking stick. Whoever has it does the talking and the rest of us listen. Anyone want to be first to share their experience? Everyone looked around at each other, eyes questioning. Don't feel like you have to speak either, Stan said. Jack Scanlon shrugged. 
Shit, I don't care. He brushed back his thinning hair and grinned a broad smile that went all the way up to his bushy eyebrows. Then he took the rattle from Stan. First off, he said, nodding to Don Jose, it tasted like shit, but that's some grade A, top-notch, A number one, he raised his finger, numero uno, good shit you got there. The group laughed. That's Jack for you, Rita thought, breaking the ice for everyone else. Seriously, though, Doc, this shit outshines everything I've ever tried, and believe me, I tried a lot. It makes the best acid look like preschool. He shook his head. Every time someone blew chunks, it felt like they made me stronger. He pointed at Jordan and smiled. And when Mr. Nothing over there let loose, it launched me into the best light show ever. Then I turned into a bug that got eaten by a snake. Then everything was eating everything, and I was in the middle of it all. Eating and being eaten. Jack's eyes lit up. It was divine. He held his hand out to Don Jose. And the Don's singing and music with the charango thing and the flutes. I became Buddha, or Buddha became me. We were the same thing. He shook his head. It was all of that and more. Then I heard our lost trooper, John. He said, tell them not to come. There's no turning back. Cheryl whimpered beside him. Rita gasped, and Jordan, Carl, and Wesley's eyes all widened in unison like they had been hit with a wave. I was having such a good time, Jack continued, that I forgot about John. Then I heard poor Cheryl beside me. He put his hand on her back and rubbed. His bushy eyebrows dropped and his voice trembled on the verge of tears. He wiped his eyes with his sleeve. Poor kid was going through hell. So I thought if Buddha was here, I was going to share him. So I sent him out to her. He pursed his lips and sighed. The last thing I can say is that I had the time of my life. He rubbed his cheeks with both hands. My only complaint is that my face muscles hurt from so much smiling. He handed the rattle to Cheryl. Holding it close with both hands, Cheryl looked down for a long moment as if praying. Then she looked up, eyes resolute. That was a horrible experience, but after going through all that hell, I'm hoping that my nightmares are gone. I have no way of knowing for sure, but I feel like I've worked through them if that makes any sense. Stan nodded encouragement. She drew in a long, shaky breath. I've had recurring dreams of sexual abuse and rape since Dreamland self-destructed. I won't go into the horrid details, but last night I went through all of them when Jack turned into a giant snake that swallowed me into a hellish darkness. I vomited harder than I ever have in my entire life. It felt like all of my organs might come out, and it was disgusting. She shuddered at the memory. Vile slithering snakes of different colors came out of me. Tears poured from my eyes and mucus ran from my nose. Now I know why they call it La Purga. I didn't think it was ever going to end and everything sounded alien and satanic. She clutched the rattle closer to her chin as if protecting herself. It was all about rape and some insanity about Morpheus raping Pandora. She bowed to Don Jose. 
And then Don Jose rescued me with his sweet music and flower smells that came to me like the breeze from a huge bird's wings, washing out the putrid, rotting stink. Her eyes took on a faraway look. It lifted me out of the abyss, through a violet haze where I also heard John saying, Tell them not to come. There was no turning back. She closed her eyes a moment, then opened them wide. Then I flew up into the most sublime celestial beauty imaginable. She looked around at everyone. Even that falls short of describing the depths of its awe and beauty. She drew in a deep breath and let out a long sigh before handing the rattle to Rita. Rita held it in both hands. My experience was a lot like Cheryl's, she began. I think it was connected to hers in some way. I started out exploding into bright colors and patterns until I heard her crying Mama, which sent me purging right into my dreamland nightmares, except I didn't see snakes. She shook herself. Rats came out of my bucket and everywhere else for that matter. Then I saw Hodge and Emily Fulbright, only she was a giant rat with black eyes that glinted green. Then, like Cheryl's snake from Jack, it swallowed me into my worst nightmares from Dreamland until I got pissed off and thought, I'm done with this shit, so I told them to fuck off. When I said that, a beautiful black jaguar leaped into the scene and gobbled up the rats. Holy shit, Lorenzo muttered. Then I was back in my witch nightmare, Rita continued, taking note of Lorenzo's comment. They wanted to turn me into a worm and poor little Albert Moffat... She drew in a deep breath. He looked like a horrible, mutilated little monster. Then Chaz came. By this time, I had enough of his shit, too, so I stood up for myself, thinking I'm done being a victim. She lowered her voice. And then there was rape. Hodge said it was Morpheus raping Pandora, whatever that meant. Chaz and Ollie Daggett and Eddie Driscoll were part of it. I felt overwhelmed again until my anger came back stronger, so I fought harder and held my angel. She held it out with one hand. Then I surrendered to it and Don Jose's singing came to me on waves of flowers that turned into the flapping wings of a large bird that lifted me through a violet haze where I heard John too, saying, Tell them not to come. So I opened my heart and eyes and looked at Jordan across from me, and in that moment Don Jose played his charango, which made Jordan turn into an exquisite hummingbird. Jordan's eyes opened wide at this and seemed to widen more with each word she uttered. The depths of its beauty and the layers it pierced inside me expanded more and more. Each note Don Jose played brought sprays of flowers and butterflies, then Jordan rose in a blaze of vibrating colors, Wings buzzing, his head darting in and out like he was sipping from a flower, just like a hummingbird Lorenzo and I encountered on our walk. Then he shot into my heart in an explosion of heavenly, high-frequency pastel-colored visions. Jordan's mouth dropped, matching his wide eyes. Rita sighed at the memory. I rose higher on what I thought of as the flapping of a larger bird until I realized that it wasn't a bird but the wings of an angel, the most beautiful woman I have ever seen, a loving feminine spirit who I understood was Santa Teresa de Avila, who spoke in my mind without words.
She shook her head. Like Jack with his Buddha, I became Teresa, or Teresa became me, or we were both the same thing. For what seemed an infinite time outside of time, my legs and body rocked and convulsed in a pure bliss that I never wanted to end. She looked around at the others, noting their stunned expressions and realized that her words were falling short of any description she could put into words. So she shrugged and handed the rattle to Lorenzo, who put his hand over hers and gave it a squeeze before taking the rattle, his eyes still shining wide with love. Shaking the rattle, he nodded to Jack. I have to agree, that was some of the nastiest shit I ever drank, and I struggled to keep it down, especially when everyone else was purging theirs. He held up the rattle. But I did it! After passing through colors, patterns, and explosions that made any fireworks I've ever seen pale in comparison, my memories and emotions shot back and forth between past and present. He lowered his head a moment, then looked up. I was fully present, aware, and engaged in the past like I was reliving it in the present while being fully aware of myself here in that same present moment with the same immediacy. He shook the rattle at Don Jose, emphasizing each word. Hermano, su musica es el sonido de Dios. Don Jose answered with a wide smile and a twinkle in his eye. He put his hands together and bowed low to Lorenzo. Gracias, hermano. Lorenzo bowed back. The Don's musica sent me through amazing, bizarre, alien vistas of sight and sound. At one point I looked over at him and saw a void where he should have been. Then I felt him everywhere and nowhere until I heard Rita struggling. He glanced at her and his eyes looked wet. Rita felt her own heart touched and stifled a sob. Lorenzo's voice took on a tiny tremor. My heart went out to her and I found myself in her nightmares with her. Rats were everywhere until I heard her say, I'm so done with this shit. Fuck off. A growl came from inside me and I saw big yellow eyes and a massive jaguar's head that swallowed me in darkness. Then I was the jaguar leaping into Rita's nightmare, gobbling up rats. Then I went into my own nightmare memories from Dreamland. He looked to Jack and Cheryl, who nodded recognition, then to Rita. His gaze lingered on her before continuing. When I fell into my own black memories, I called out for help for Rita as I felt my own rising darkness kept me from helping her. Stan and Don Jose came over, and Don Jose shook his chacapa palm-leaf rattle and blew Florida water over Rita in rainbow-golden sparkles that had their own light. Then his sublime charango made my heart explode into her sweetness. He choked up at this and wiped tears from his eyes with his sleeve. The sincerity of it made Rita's own tears flow. Lorenzo gave her a crooked smile and put his arm around her. The light and the beautiful flower smells washed over us and became so bright I had to look away. But I still felt the waves of love washing away the darkness that's been with us for so long, and I have to believe it's gone for good. He kissed Rita on the cheek and handed the rattle to Carl. 